Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Matt speaking, and I am thrilled that Sandy is back with me to do one of these 80s movies reviews. Uh, Why, thank you, Matt. Happy to be here. All right. Good, good. Uh, You're in Portland, Oregon, I can tell, aren't you? I am. I recognize the background. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yes. So anyway, we're going to review just one of the guys from 1985, and we'll decide if this uh, actually holds up. And we're talking off camera a little bit here that it was painful to kind of start watching this, mainly because the acting was just so bad. Uh, that was one thing that really stood out like, holy cow. I mean, I don't know. If, but uh, anyway, <laughs> I yeah. But anyway, I stuck with it and uh, took a bunch of notes on this one. So if you folks have never seen this, uh, which I hope you have before you listen to these reviews, Basically, the concept is this. A teenage young woman um, is wants to be part of this uh, Chicago Tribune journalism competition, and she's not chosen at her high school. So what does she do? She believes that part of the reason or maybe the reason why she wasn't chosen was because she's female. So she decides to change her gender entirely go to a neighboring high school and then enter this journalism competition but as we go on i mean the topic that she chose maybe i'm i don't know this isn't how i wanted to start it but the topic (laughs) she chose was uh something about school lunches and the, the nutritional teacher, value, yes. The nutritional value of school lunches. Okay, yawn. I mean, it's like, and that's basically what her teacher is telling her. Now, her, te- her teacher is male. He's kind of a pig, but at the same time, he has a point about the topic that she chose. I mean, I would, I, I mean, that's one thing that stood out. It's just like, you know, Maybe part of the reason why you're not chosen is because you're pretty young and female and no one's taking you seriously. But also, that's not the most exciting of uh, topics. I mean, I wouldn't read that in a newspaper. I would tend to agree. I think she was going for more of an investigative journalist approach. Uh, Unfortunately, the topic she took on that initial pass was was, you know, not the most exciting uh, even if it was relevant, uh, her teacher definitely made some comments mm-hmm. uh, that were concerning um, that he wanted to focus on picking out students that have a real shot at becoming journalists. And she could have a backup plan because she was a pretty girl. Right, right. Like being a model. Mm-hmm. So her perception wasn't entirely off base her topic though was definitely a snooze fest exactly exactly and that is yeah and he did say that but it's interesting because i was talking with uh someone who i went out with the other night and who's a nurse and she was told by a teacher back in high school that she would make a really good wife and house mom uh 
and that has stuck with her and i mean can you imagine telling anyone that like now but i mean still i mean it's yeah the times have changed a little bit but i mean that's just cruel (laughs) that's just cruel yeah that's saying you have no other value except your ability to reproduce (laughs) you have no other value but yeah and in this case in this movie it's just like oh you're so pretty you'll have a backup plan and it's like well Mm. you know cringe cringe gross all that other (laughs) stuff so anyway i start this movie and my first note on this was i see butt cheeks and a skimpy outfit so basically the main actress and forgive me i didn't write her name down what's the actress's name i actually did her name good for you (laughs) was joyce heiser joyce heiser that's right yes it was the the waking up scene with the alarm going off and she's sleeping in a skimpy little outfit. Yeah. She's sleeping in a skimpy outfit, you know? And so she gets up and she has panties on and like this little kind of camisole. What's it called? Camisole. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you can see her belly and then she gets up and then all of a sudden it's like, Whoa, I see butt cheeks, but then, (laughs) You know, it's just like, I'm sure when I first watched this, when I was like 16 years old or so, I was like, uh, I probably liked that. Um, But um, I'll get into more of uh, the objectification of teenage girls in movies later. Okay. And um, then I put down uh, my next note is douchey boyfriend in a convertible. So. Basically, her boyfriend who is in college shows up and he's your typical 80s looking blonde, feathered hair back convertible kind of fraternity guy. You get the idea. A frat guy driving a Porsche Boxster. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So they go to school and I write down, look at all of the rich white kids at this high school. I was like, wow. Wow. Uh, I mean, this is a true 80s movies. And I think a lot of these uh, teen movies, that concept actually kind of went into the 90s as well. A lot of these teen movies tend to be they take place in California and they take place at rich white schools basically yeah california chicago yeah 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 exactly exactly Mm -hmm. you know not much cultural diversity i'm seeing in this so anyway agree Uh, yeah okay then the brother buddy makes his first appearance and buddy is a horn dog isn't he he is a stereotypical teenage boy he's a stereotypical teenage boy and right i mean it's apparent from the beginning that he's very open with his sexual suggestions to Terry, the main character's uh, uh, best friend. And I guess I I have in parentheses, is this okay? Is it okay that he's this 15 year old horn dog? I mean, I don't, I I, I, I don't recall it being quite that bad. He was like to the extreme and it was probably his character was almost a caricature. more so than a fully fleshed out character okay okay that was my take um in fairness his acting was probably some of the better in the movie mainly because he knew his subject matter i'm sure (laughs) 
exactly exactly yeah but i was thinking back it's like it seems like i knew guys like this uh back in high school i mean <laughs> i'm sure there are times i acted kind of uh, not to that extreme but i guess uh it kind of had its place in this movie though there is a sweet side to buddy as well i'll say that the relationship between him and his sister is actually uh, they get along they get mm -hmm. along and uh, nobody really takes buddy very seriously he's walking around uh, being all horny and has playboy pictures all over his a wall in his bedroom and i wouldn't have been able to get away with that back in high school but old buddy does and that's the other thing that i had a note on there is that the parents are miraculously gone for two weeks yep and there's free and easy access to beer <laughs> and there's alcohol free, yep free and easy access to beer alcohol and it's just uh, it's like the last movie we reviewed, Three O'Clock High. It's like, why? It's in. I, when I watched these movies back in the day, I didn't think twice about it. I just thought, like, oh, wow, I wish my uh, mom would go away for two weeks. So, <laughs> right. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. And actually, they didn't throw a raging party either. I mean, I, uh, that's one thing they did not do in this movie. Anyway, maybe that came like, uh, before the movie started, maybe they had the raging alcohol party. Got it out of their system. Got early. it out of their yeah. system early. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the male, and that was actually my next note. The parents are just miraculously gone again. So you beat me to it. That's good. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's okay. Because I don't want to be the one talking all the time here. <laughs> this is a shared podcast. This is. <laughs> I have a co-host. Yeah, I've forgotten what it's like to have a co-host. I've done so many shows by myself here. Um, male teachers talking about uh, the female students uh, and gross. And it happened then and it happened. It does happen now where they make comments about attractive young ladies looks and what they're wearing and all that. And yuck, gross. Mm, yes. and she overhear and she overhears it she happens to overhear it mm -hmm. um so and that i don't know i guess i think back on it and remember like male teachers flirting with the attractive female students and it, it, it even then it it it, it, it was just cringeworthy it was just like ugh, you guys are just gross and like ugh. but i don't know and Yes, times have changed, but I believe that stuff still most definitely goes on. Heck, you read about it in the newspaper all the time, even at a local level. So, bleh. yeah. Yes, anyway. agree. Yep, yep. And the acting sucks. This is uh, so halfway down the page. I write like, wow, this acting sucks. Like it sucks bad. I mean, this is like community theater type. I mean, I'm talking Brooks, Maine community theater type bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Fair statement. Yeah, it no was pretty bad. Yeah, no offense to Marsh River Theater actors in Brooks, Maine. It's just, I mean, I've been one of them as well. And I will admittedly say that I cannot act in movies. And it's great that people come see the shows at community theater. Okay, you get the idea. Okay. <laughs> Basically, okay. If you do community theater, 
great, but it's not what we do for a living. We have jobs. Yeah, it's not produced by Columbia Pictures. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And then somebody, because I have this in quotation marks, so this must mean somebody said this. Men are horny, mindless jerks. Sweeping Uh, generalization. Men are horny, mindless jerks. Uh, They can be. Absolutely. They 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 certainly can be. And I think that's kind of a premise of this movie with the teachers talking, certainly Buddy walking around with his constant erection (laughs) and whatever. (laughs) Is that okay for me to say? Is that okay? (laughs) All right. Okay. So she decides at this point in the movie that she's going to dress up like a guy, cuts her hair short. Uh, she fools her brother initially that she is a guy, uh, though she's pretty well uh, disguised and has her head to, anyway. And so and then, yeah, uh, apparently back then you could just uh, dr- not go to a, your regular high school for a few days and just enroll. Exactly. In the, yeah. Yeah. Without the parents around, you're just going to go in and just go. Yeah. OK, I'm going to go to high school. Yeah, there was no truancy charge for her disappearing for two weeks. Just yeah. nothing. Yeah, it was yeah, just, just oof, nothing. Yeah, just just, gone. I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone. Right, right. Yeah. And there's there's no need for parents to sign her up for the new high school. She just shows up and goes to classes. So. Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was that was an interesting plot hole that was never explained. Right, right. So I want to see the full length director's cut version <laughs> of this movie that explains that. I don't so, know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see more. I think I'm good with what I saw. <laughs> So I'll accept the plot hole. <laughs> right. So probably there's not a lot of demand for that extended cut. Don't think so. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Okay. Um, all right. So while the brother is teaching her how to act male, the quote of the movie is this, and this is the one that has stuck out to me over the years. Cause I remember it from however many years ago, all balls itch. It's a fat. I remember that because uh, Buddy's trying to teach Terry, male Terry at the, at now, that how to scratch his balls. And Terry doesn't do a very good job. And then Terry goes, well, maybe my balls don't itch. And then Buddy goes, all oh, balls itch. It's fat. <laughs> so, I can't speak to that. So you can't speak um, to that. No, I've got no idea. I say, well, I'm not going to like say on my podcast whether or not that is the case for me. Yeah. If Stout were, if, if Stout were here, Stout would be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I did like how the brother was pitching in and trying to make her more believable as a guy, the way she walked, the way she moved. Sure. So that, that was a nice brotherly gesture. Yeah. Even the brother- if it, if he was rather crude, uh, it was still a nice gesture. Yeah, yeah. And it goes to show there's a level of acceptance there with Buddy. It's like, okay, all right, sis, you're going to do this? Okay, let's, you know, th- that's kind of sweet. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't know if uh, if my, either of my sisters decided to do that back then. I don't know how I would have reacted. Probably I just would have ignored it. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, then I wrote down. It's the Karate Kid guy. It's uh, yes. in this movie. He plays the he, Greg. He Greg. plays the the uh, tormentor. 
Yeah, exactly. He's good. I at think playing. he always plays the same character. <laughs> he plays the same character. I think he's like in uh, the Rodney Dangerfield back to school movie where he plays the same. He, he always plays kind of the dank. And uh, yeah. And what's that? I don't even know that actor's name. I oh, uh, took a note on that. William Zabka. Okay, there you go. And of course, now he's on the Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Yeah. Do you watch that? No, because I didn't like the Karate Kid. Controversial controversial opinion. I did not like the Karate Kid. Uh, You speak the same language as I. (laughs) And that, yeah, someone said, oh, you got to watch Cobra Kai. And I'm like, really? Is it that good? So I watched a few episodes and I'm like, oh, my God, this isn't this isn't only bad. This is like beyond bad. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But but there are people out there that are really like the karate kid it's all people in our age range and it's like all right yeah no thanks i'll pass i'll pass although on that topic when terry cut her hair short she was giving me some ralph macchio vibes there oh totally 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 yes yes yeah and i did put down also terry actually is a better became a better actor when she was the male Terry. Agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was, a, it was a strange thing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Hey, it's the karate kid guy. Oh, 20 minutes in. And I feel finally see someone who isn't white. So at our new high school, I did notice that in one of our classes, there was a teacher that wasn't white mm-hmm. and there were two classmates that uh, weren't white. So apparently the other, High school was more culture. Had greater diversity. Had greater diversity. Yes. Yeah. And shirts. What? Oh, okay. Shirts and skins. Shirts and skins. Yeah. I remember yes. hating that. I hated that back in the day, whether it be in, uh, playing basketball on the team or just in gym class. I never wanted to do shirts and skins. And I believe they've done away with that. Like, forever it's you know you wear a jersey over your t-shirt or something to differentiate yeah what did we call them in gym class and girls class uh pennies pennies sure pennies yeah yeah but it's like i mean i did i never wanted to take my shirt off in gym class you know what that's (laughs) you know unless there's some guy that's uh, you know the few guys that are completely cut out of bronze that are like yeah mm -hmm," you know the the guys that (laughs) the guys that go shirtless uh every time they get a chance you know and uh, yeah um, and those guys I didn't like very much, uh, but <laughs> because they just came by it naturally. And it's just like, yes, I was convinced some people are born that way. Maybe to keep it, you got to work out and whatever else. But some yeah, people, genetics help. Working out helps. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It, it most certainly does. Um, so we move on. We move on. And let's see another scene where the beer can says beer did you pick I, up on that? i know it's very very meta beer it, is beer yeah <laughs> it, it makes me want because i never ever i've never seen that but it, something tells me i mean i can understand like in major movies they don't want to pay avatar uh, advertisers that's my main <laughs> 
<laughs> it's getting worse as I get older. I got to move out your way just to get rid of my main accent. But yeah, I mean, that I, somebody told me that generic beer at one point did exist, that you could buy beer that just had the white can black lettering that just said beer. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe Before was, my time of buying beer, apparently. Yeah, yeah, apparently so. Yeah. So, but anyway, I, I wrote that. And, and I'm sure the major breweries probably didn't want to be uh, aligned with sponsoring teen drinking. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there was a lot of teen drinking in movies back then. Um, mm-hmm. And it really inspired us to do a lot of underage drinking. Um, and I have no comment. In the interest of plausible deniability. I like that. I like that. And good for you. And good for you. (laughs) So uh, the music in this movie really sucks. It's typical of the time. But there's one scene. And I don't know if you know music well enough to, to have picked up on this. There's one scene in the cafeteria that they play a Iggy and the Stooges song uh, down on the street. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're playing the Stooges like they're playing like uh, punk rock before it's punk rock. And it's like, wow, that's really cool. But did not pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just before uh, Rick, who made his speech in the cafeteria about the bully, you know, picking up tables and really putting him on the spot. And that scene, I that scene I really liked uh, because I could relate to Rick, and I thought that was clever what he did. And he also said um, uh, something about uh, was it Greg? Was Greg was the villain again? <laughs> the Karate Kid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He also made fun of his penis size, and it's good to see that. I believe that making fun of a guy's uh, potential. Uh, or probable penis size is still an okay thing to do. Um, I think that's all right. Is it though? I think it is. Yeah. yeah okay. think, I'm not think, a guy, so I'll go I with think, it. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's like, it's like a Primus concert where uh, Les Claypool is getting mud thrown at him. And then he comes back with, you know, people who throw mud on stage, uh, there's a correlation to that and small genitalia. Uh, and, <laughs> Everyone started laughing and people did stop throwing mud on stage because, yeah, yeah. Who wants to be associated with that, right? Exactly. You know, and then there's always a thing about why do men drive loud motorcycles? And uh, the the comeback is always, you know, to compensate for something else. And we know what that something else is. Hmm. And yeah, yeah, I believe that men get into you know, kind of your proverbial uh, penis measuring contest or penis wagging contest uh, because they're they're trying to one up their buddies. Yeah, I do think that happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sandy Taking your word have... for that one. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Sandy doesn't have much to say. Oh, yeah. It's like guys that brag about their toys. Oh, so I have this new blah, 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 whatever sports car or boat or um, I don't know. You name it you name it, uh, uh, hunting rifle, four wheeler, you know, it, it, it comes down to guys just wanting to be uh, somehow being better than their 
friends, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I like to think I don't get involved with those types of things, but yeah, maybe I do. So anyway, those guys that have four wheelers, boats, convertibles, <laughs> loud motorcycles, a lot of guns, they, they all have small penises. That is a controversial statement. That's a controversial statement. Yeah. Especially for where you live, Matt. <laughs> it is. You know how I put like clips of the show on Facebook? That's the clips on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, all right. So I do have some, uh, I'll save kind of my final uh, thoughts for a little bit later about the social messaging in this. Um, do I think this is a great movie? No. Uh, did I think it was a great movie back in the day? I thought it was, you know, I think I thought it was a good movie, but I did want to revisit it because it's one that people are like, did I see that? Did I see that? And then it's not like a John Hughes 16 Candles Breakfast Club. It's not like one that just sticks out, sticks in your head, but it does kind of, it does. I'm pausing. Let me get my thoughts here. Okay. It does address something that is very prevalent now. Uh, basically, the transgender uh, prevalency that is way more accepted now than it was mm -hmm. back then. So here is a movie that uh, deals with that, but it doesn't necessarily deal with it in the correct way. We have a young lady that is doing it because she feels like she'll get better treatment specific to, she feels like she'll be taken more seriously as a male. So right off the bat, I'm like, uh, okay. So it's not really the transgender kind of topic that we talk about currently because she's truly not transgender correct i mean she doesn't correct. want to she doesn't want to be a boy but right. what it does talk to what it does she wants to be treated equally which is a very relevant topic however that she yes. wants gender to not be a factor in the judging of this competition and in her mind based on her teacher's comments it definitely is sure 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 so but as no a, she's not wanting to become a man right 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 um and you speak to a very good point. So the relevancy of this, as far as a social statement is concerned, is just that. Are men indeed jerks? Is this a male kind of dominated society where women really aren't taken seriously? What, where looks and uh, how they're perceived based on those looks are more important. And every man with the exception of Buddy, though, Buddy, no, Buddy, we just don't take seriously, basically. Buddy objectifies uh, all his girls, but he's he's treated as kind of like just this side comic relief. But I don't believe that Buddy's character has any social relevance in the message of this movie. Would you agree with that? I would say Buddy is not the main focus i agree he's sort of comic relief he moves the plot along in several aspects of things he does um 
but no, he's not, he's definitely not the focus of this, but he, his character does serve a purpose in several scenes um, in furthering the plot and solving a few problems. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And that's, and that's fair. But in, in regards to the overarching theme of, of being treated equally um, and not treated as a decoration, mm-hmm. um, I think that is definitely still relevant. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And this movie actually doesn't do a bad job addressing it. It really doesn't. I mean, in the end, she is taken seriously. She does get her article. And she does get the job. And she gets the job. Right, right. And of course, the article is about something more interesting, too. It's about her, you know, experience as dressing up like a boy or uh, or basically, you know, changing her identity, basically, mm-hmm. uh, and all the challenges that ensue. Well, well, not the challenges. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, did this movie really speak to how easier it was for her as a guy to get published? Or uh, did it speak more to when Terry did present herself as a girl when she went back and forth there a little bit with the college boyfriend. It's like the college boyfriend was an asshole in the sense that he wanted her to look a certain way. Like, Oh my God, you cut your hair without, yes. tell, without telling me. It's just like, ugh, ugh. so, I mean, when she was a female, it really, you could really see how she wasn't taken seriously and uh, was treated more as an ornament, mm-hmm. but, when she was a guy, it was just portrayed as her as it being funny because she has the girl that's very interested in her and wants to go to bed with her and all this. Uh, and but it doesn't really speak to uh, Terry being more taken more seriously as a guy. Agree. And I think that came out when she met with the new um, journalism advisor who would be submitting the papers and she submitted the same paper. Mm-hmm. And he also had the same feedback when she was a guy about this topic. Right, right. So I think that shows that in in switching gender, she didn't solve her problem. Right, right, right. It did bring some issues to light, no doubt. But just on that one topic, it didn't change uh, the perception of the work. The work was still good writing, but not very interesting. And that was consistent feedback on both sides. Sure, sure. It's just the second instructor was more appropriate in the feedback than the first instructor. There there was no discussion of her having a fallback plan as a model. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then um, a couple nights ago, Miles and I uh, drove to Portland, not your Portland, uh, Port- <laughs> the, other be- Portland. <laughs> the other Portland, <laughs> Portland, Maine. Uh, we saw Henry Rollins uh, spoken word and he said something that was so poignant that I haven't really thought of, or maybe I just wanted to express it. Maybe I thought the way he did. Uh, but I just didn't know how to express it. But basically, he was speaking to the whole they, them, their business. Uh, he, he was pronouns. like, yeah, the pronouns, exactly. And he just said that 
you know what? I don't blame young people for doing this. And if you're an adult and that and get and you're annoyed by the them, their, they pronouns, think of it this way. If you're a long young lady, say between the ages of 13 and 16, and you're tired of uh, guys making comments uh, to you at school, teachers making suggestive comments as well, being objectified on your Snapchat and Instagram, having like these older pervs sharing dick pics, uh, going to the mall and seeing like these, you know, near Holocaust girls in posters and you know, just this constant, just bombardment of the way you're supposed to be. It's just like, you know what, damn it. I'm going to cut my hair, put on baggy clothes, go by them. They, their pronouns because darn it. I want to be a kid. I am young. I want to be a kid. Mm -hmm. And everyone clapped to that of course but it just i never really thought of it that way but he's right he is he's absolutely right so you take this movie in that same context and it's just like you know in a way terry's saying that it's just like you know what f you all this is what i'm gonna do for a while and there is something to be said for that and it really does put perspective and there are many young people that are doing this now and they're just trying to figure out where they stand in life, who they are. And mm-hmm. if they want to use different pronouns for a while, let them do it. Let them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't the matter. The person matters. The pronoun doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. And I think most of us, I don't know. I shouldn't say most of us. I think a good portion of us understand that. Um, I feel like in education, which I work in, we spend too much time discussing it where we should just be accepting of it and just move on from there, move on from there. And we're getting there. We're getting there. That's Uh, good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So I do like how the movie ends with Rick, uh, the friend boy kind of reappearing and Mm -hmm. they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. They're just friends again because he's upset when he does find out that he's been tricked by terry that she is indeed a girl but i mean the friendship with terry has elevated rick so he has more confidence in himself and rick is still a good person rick is still rick um rick was decent from the outset from the first meeting after terry got tossed in the bushes by the bully Mm -hmm. um he was a good kid he was a good kid all along um Mm-hmm. Right. I so, I think that character was the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would agree. It's the one that, yeah, I would say the most consistent and the one I paid attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, um, the the complication of Terry kind of falling for her 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 male friend when she's supposed to be a male. Um, this has a lot of. This is like a, a remake, almost of Twelfth Night. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a way so there's that complication to the plot where she falls for him and it gets sort of um, awkward as she gets jealous of once she finally gets him the date to the prom and she's actually jealous of the girl that's right. a little little um, plot twist it's not it wasn't the best executed 
Um, nothing in this movie really was the best executed, but <laughs> uh, that does have a lot of tiebacks to other movies. And um, the remake of this one, I think, was uh, She's the Man. Someone did tell me there was a remake of this. and I, uh, but, and, but substitute soccer for writing. Oh, okay. There and you then, go. Uh, that's, so this, this theme uh, has been repeated, and I think it was in a 2000s movie. So everything that's old is new again. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something tells me, since I haven't heard the title of that movie, I just heard it kind of casually mentioned that that movie probably isn't very good. I would say probably not. Uh, it's one that, it, you know, I did not watch having no no kids and it being sort of a, a high school movie. I, I've heard of it and I've seen clips of it, uh, mainly because the main actress kind of went nut bar. Um, oh, she did? Uh, Amanda Bynes. Oh, okay. She did. Yeah, she did go kind of nut bar. She, she did yeah. kind of go nut bar. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the that was another of the the plot complications not well executed um but buddy kind of plays into that and sort of is poking um at terry on that topic right right yeah yeah and the way terry reveals that she is indeed female to rick by yeah, flashing, a, that was a bit gratuitous <laughs> yeah by flashing uh her boobs it goes to, and I'm sure back when I was 16, I really liked that. But now that I'm older, I really don't like it when, I mean, granted, the actress, I think it was, I did the research on this. She was close to 30 years old when she did this movie. But still, she's portraying a t high school teenager. And the portrayals of nudity with the characters that are that young it makes me feel really really uncomfortable i it, uh in spite of how old they are in real life euphoria is a recent example of that um i don't know if you've watched that show on hbo i've seen some of it yes yeah but it's like the first season i watched and then the second season really just kind of uh, you know glorizes the use of drugs and sex and in the second episode there's just one young lady, I say young, she she portrays a 17 year old. I think she's like 24 in real life, you know, completely naked, uh, you know, it, and it's just like, no, no, done. Sorry, not going to watch the rest of this. Nope, wrong <laughs> in every possible way. Uh, but that's just my view. So uh, seeing that makes me feel a little uncomfortable um and uh granted you take you take uh, you take the times this was filmed in but it still happens it's, uh, it still happens so. yeah i mean this was the time frame of what was it um uh god what was that movie porkies, porkies. yes yeah yes yeah. porkies yeah. hated it yeah um fast yeah. times at ridgemont high mm -hmm. um it was all in that same vein exactly and it does seem like in modern times, when it comes to teen movies, they did stop doing that, and rightfully so. I don't remember American Pie very well. Uh, I did see it once, but I can't remember if there was nudity in that or not. Certainly sexual themes, and that's different than nudity. I mean, a guy having his uh, dick in a oh, pie. Oh. <laughs> 
but you don't see you don't see it but it's kind of funny it kind of plays into it's implied it's implied right it's implied yeah um yeah i i saw i've seen it randomly it's not a movie i would pay money to go see but i've surfed by it yeah and i've seen some of it it's just not my not my style yeah not your cup of tea yeah yeah well and it's just maybe i've said it before i mean i'm busy you're busy if I'm going to invest myself into a movie for two hours of my life, I I'm going to read some reviews of it or and yes, I do pay attention to reviews. I get I get it when you people say, well, you can't just go by the reviews alone. OK, I agree. Or it has to be a strong suggestion from somebody I know. Agree. Uh, yeah. Suggestions and recommendations. I welcome yeah yeah i mean mean i mean mean in the meantime i'm wasting a lot of your precious time by having you watch movies like this it's good for me to see these because these are movies i've not seen before so you have a memory of seeing it when you were a kid Mm -hmm. and i never saw it at that stage of my life so i come at it with a slightly different perspective which i think is a good thing yeah yeah and yeah and that's good so um, go ahead. what other notes did I have? Oh, um, my other note was that the journalism teacher, Mr. Raymaker, when I saw him on screen at first, I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been in a ton of things. Oh, sure. Sure. Yep. He has a very lengthy career as a character actor, small parts, but. Mm-hmm. In I bet, just about everything that's on TV. I was going to say, I bet he was on Law and Order at some point. <laughs> he was. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> and he was also in The Avengers. Oh, was he really? No kidding. Okay. He was the guy who stood up in the crowd um, and challenged Loki when he said, you all kneel before me. Okay. All right. That like was that. Fun. And the, he, his face, I mean, he's aged very well, fairly well. He's very recognizable. Mm-hmm. And that's where it was. It clicked in my mind. Interesting. So I wonder. So he's still alive. I wonder how old he was back then. Uh, he looked like he was in his fifties back then. But he couldn't have been. He. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's amazing. I, I feel like people at the age of thirty-five back then looked like they were about uh, 50. fifty. Yeah. Yeah, I think and I think of myself as looking like I'm 35 right now, uh, but <laughs> I probably don't. Um, yeah, it's funny. Recently, Aerosmith played in uh, Bangor mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not going to go see freaking Aerosmith. But anyway, I go through my Facebook account and I think I'm the only person uh, in Waldo County that in my in our age group that did not go see Aerosmith uh, because everyone was posting pictures and videos and all that. Uh, I've seen Aerosmith once in my life, and that was in 1990 at Old Orchard Beach. So a year at uh, the summer, a year after we graduated from high school. And I remember seeing Steven Tyler up there, you know, kind of dancing around, hopping around, whatever else, and thinking, wow, for an old guy, he's got a lot of energy. He was probably only 35 at the time. Probably. You know, so here he is, you know, about 70 or close to it. And I'm sure he's still running around, jumping. And uh, I 
think if you're wealthy, you've you're pickled your body with drugs, gone through rehab like 20 times. Somehow you're able to still do that. I don't know. I don't know, Sandy. I, it would um, explain Keith Richards. <laughs> it, would, it would explain Keith Richards. I it, yeah. How does he do it? Yeah. Um, but and he's going to be 80. He, he's going to be 80 next year. It's like the deaf. Uh, weird. Uh, so anyway, back to, back <laughs> we digress. To the, we digress. Back to this movie. Well, it, it it was it all started with that guy that was uh, in yeah the, he, the, who, who yeah he looked so old in the movie, but clearly he's still out there and still acting. So he couldn't have been that old. Yeah, I can guarantee every actor in this movie has been on Law and Order at one point. I know that the actress that played Terry did. I believe every every actor in this movie was in law and order at one point it, it, it when i do research after i watch these movies that's like the one tv show that these people end up in i mean there's just so many episodes and so many types of law and order that's if just you're a character actor you're going to end up cast on there at some point at some point you're going to be on there yeah um what was another one that a bunch of them ended up on uh, uh buddy CSI was another C- one. Yeah, CSI is another big one, right? Uh, the guy who played Buddy was in a bunch of things back when we were kids. He was, yep. he was in Silver Spoons. Uh, he was in commercials. Yeah, the A Team. Y- yeah, exactly. Charmed. He was, yeah, he was a guest. He was a guest on a lot of these shows, and na- and <laughs> now he's a music video director, and he's directed a lot of videos for the butt rock band buck cherry i don't know if oh yeah 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 so uh why buck cherry i i don't know yeah i that's mean a, it goes with his his character's ethos if he's directing buck cherry videos so that is true that is maybe true. he hasn't grown up <laughs> yeah 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 butt rock is uh that's a genre i just found out about butt rock so that would be bands like uh Nickelback, uh, Theory of a Dead Man, Buck Cherry. They all sound the same. They all sound the same. Exactly. Yeah. And they all sing about the same topics. Yeah. It's also known as drunk mom rock. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, uh, at a bar, if uh, crazy bitch comes on the radio, like all the drunk moms just flood the dance floor. Just yeah, just you're guaranteed if you play uh, crazy bitch in a cover band, you're going to get all the drunk moms on the dance floor. Yeah. I don't think I know that song. You, you aren't missing out on much. You're okay. Not, you're not missing out on much, but now if I'm you, curious. yeah, yeah. I, I, it's worth it to listen to. <laughs> it's worth it to listen to one time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. Right. Um, who else did I have a note on? Oh, Sherilyn Fenn who played um, Sandy, who was in love with the, Terry's male character. Yes. She went on to do Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. And yeah. she did the original, she did the remake. Um so she she, w- she looked familiar and she actually had a career after this movie. You know what else she was in? She was in the worst movie I've ever seen. I think really? I mentioned yes. She was in uh Two Moon Junction and Ooh, yeah, that was a bad one. Oh, it's terrible. And of course, the guy who played the bully in Three O'Clock High, uh, he played opposite her as the scumbag romantic interest. 
And oh. yeah, that was just a bad movie with a lot of really cringy sex. Uh, but mm. yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But hey, it's a paycheck, right? <laughs> it, it was a paycheck. But yeah. And she later went on saying how she re- regretted doing that movie because it was mm-hmm. it was like this late night Cinemax kind of cheesy. It was Skinemax. <laughs> Skinemax. Yeah, it was a total Skinemax movie. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and we know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. Okay. So uh, any other notes that you had? Or? Uh, that was about it for me. Um, I think that's a, it about me. It. I didn't, I didn't that's take it. a, I didn't take a lot of notes with this movie. It was just, you watch it and it's like, eh, all right. Um, I got um, through one, one one note. I had a few times. <laughs> this scene is stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> this scene is stupid, stupid, stupid. stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But overall, I get I get the theme of it. Not the best execution. Right, right. And, and uh, cringy at times. Yeah, it does make you wonder. I like the message of it. But the delivery of it could have been better and we would have remembered it more if uh, mm-hmm. if the execution and delivery were better. Definitely. So uh, one through ten, what would you give this movie? Probably four. A four. Yeah, I when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, man, this is like a two. Uh, but then as I got more into it, I'm like eh, four or five. I think I'll go. Uh, yeah, I'll say a four. I'll say a four that, uh, you know, it's worth watching almost in a historical <laughs> context, a time capsule, a time especially capsule. for the fashion, I must say. Oh, sure. Sure. The the clothes and the hair and the shoes and the little ankle socks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was on point. I thought Terry's haircut when it was cut short was actually really cute. I, I it was. Mean, it was. It was good hair. Yeah, very good hair. Absolutely. She had the right bone structure for it. So. Yes, yes, yes. And I don't believe she. I think she has retired from uh, acting. Uh, that actress. Yeah, she hasn't been really, out right. there. The last thing she did was some. Uh, she did an episode of CSI. <laughs> so there's another one. There's just so many episodes. <laughs> it's it's like Law and Order and CSI are like today's love boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Sandy. And I'll probably I'll have I'll probably have you choose the next movie. Oh, you know what? We have Halloween coming up. Maybe you could choose a good horror movie. You're good at choosing those. So. I love me some horror movies. Love so. you those horror movies. Okay, good. Yeah, this has been the Wicked Awesome Podcast. Thanks for listening and. As always, thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Matt. All right. Till next time. Take care now. See ya. Yeah. Bye.